so I'm excited to talk to you. Human design totally confuses me. So I'm excited to talk about this. <laughs> it's a lot. There's like layers. I had to learn in layers. Welcome to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Janessa McKenzie, an intuitive business and mindset coach to inspired, success-driven solopreneurs like you who are ready to show up like a badass boss and create the impact and income they desire. It's my mission to help you see who you were created to be so you can share your gifts with the world and make a difference. My approach to business is not what most would call normal. Thank God, because being weird and unapologetic about it is my jam. On this podcast, we mix the woo with the do to help you create the space, energetics, and strategy to attract the clients and cash you really want while unapologetically showing up as who you are so you can design the business and life you desire from the inside out. So if you're ready to say peace to settling, hiding, half-assing, and dimming your light, and yes to having the abundant, profitable business and life of your dreams without living on the edge of exhaustion and overwhelm, listen up as I hit the BS button on the extremely outdated perception that you need to hustle to be something you're not to be successful. Thank you so much for being here today. Now let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm here today with Miranda Mitchell. I'm excited we're going to talk about human design. So Miranda helps entrepreneurs energetically align so that they have a successful business with freedom and ease. Um, We're going to talk about leveraging your human design as an entrepreneur in business and social media today. So I'm super excited about this because I have gone down this rabbit hole. I don't even know how many times, um, dug myself back out, put it aside and done it again. So (laughs) I'm excited to talk to Miranda. How are you today, Miranda? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. I'm excited that you're here too. I can't wait to dive into this conversation. So tell us a little bit more about you and who you are, what you do, who you help, all the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, So I'm an energetic alignment coach. And what that means is um, everything in this world is vibration, you know, and a lot of times we don't connect with that. And in my journey in life, I really have been able to reflect on that and notice the different vibrations that I was previously and how I created my life the way that it was. So as soon as I connected with um, the awareness of the way that my thoughts created my actions. And we all know this, but to a level of connection with the human design and even more awareness as far as the centers and the open energies, it really made so much sense that I had to bring it out into the entrepreneurial world because we struggle so much with what we have to do, what we think we should do, why it works for some people, why it doesn't work for some people. So as soon as you connect with your energy and your energy type and start working with that strategy, things start becoming easier within your business and your life. And then you start to create from a place of authenticity rather than just what society norm is. Yeah. So that's my passion. Amen. (laughs) All of that. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, Mm -hmm. I do that a lot with my clients too, not with human design, but the energetic piece of it and stepping into that alignment so that they can just totally be who they were created to be. I think that's like, right, the biggest human question. Why are we here? (laughs) Yes, yes. And you know what? What happens is throughout life, we, uh, you know, with beliefs and the way that we live and our experiences, 
we think that we're someone that we're really not. Um, we're someone that we've taken in all these different energies or uh, perspectives or ideas that we think are ours. Mm. But when we connect with the human design chart and we can see what energy is ours and what energy is not, then you can start to realize, oh, well, that isn't me reacting that way. This is because I'm around this person or um, I am authentically consistent here. So this is why I'm this way. So there's a lot of acceptance, a lot of forgiveness and um, a lot of movement that can really be created with the awareness of the energies in the chart. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that was one of my biggest lessons right there. Um, (laughs) Because as you know, I'm a reflector. So I'm like the unicorn human design, you know, uh, piece. And I work backwards from everybody else. (laughs) And you're the 1%. Like reflectors are 1%. And you really are the mirror of your external world. So if I, I honestly, I have met a lot of people that have started in the human design and learned human design because they had reflector children mm. and they needed to understand what was going on and why they were having such a hard time with these children. And a lot of it was because they were reflecting what they were seeing in their environment. And the parents actually shifted the way that their marriage were, they moved, they did all these different things so that their child was in a better place, which meant that where they were environmentally and in the relationship was a better place. Yeah. Yeah. I I read that that's one of the top things that a reflector will choose in their life, who they live with, where they live, where they live and something else. I don't remember what the third one was, but those were the, you know, the top two was where they live and who they live with is yes. two of the biggest choices that they will ever make in their life. Yeah. And the, the decision-making process is the third one. Okay. Yes. yes. Perfect. And I, you know, I, I'm excited about that one because my strategy is to wait a lunar cycle or to wait for the answers to reveal themselves. And, you know, I, I, go by the moon all, you know, that's what I do. That's what I teach my clients to do. So, and I've always had that connection with the moon. So that's exciting to know that there was always a reason for that, that I'm not crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's what really human design does. It connects you with what you already know, but you didn't know you knew. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) It is. It's like, Oh, I did know that. Yeah, ah, makes total sense now. Thank goodness I wasn't making it up in my head. <laughs> yeah. And I was always like, why is it that when somebody else is angry, I automatically get angry? Like, I don't get it. Why does that always happen to me? And I don't, I never liked that feeling. Like, especially like when I was married and we weren't in a great place, it was, I was always stressed out, angry, you know, frustrated, all these things. And I'm like, okay, this, this isn't okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now I know why, because I was just reflecting it back. Right. Um, And having all these open centers is just, you know, it's like a big invite for everyone else's energies. It's like, hey, come on in. Um, Although my aura does kind of do the ninja trick every once in a while. I, uh, I have definitely practiced a lot of um, grounding um, and protecting my energy, mm. ground, clear, protect, 
GCP is what I call it. So if I say that, you know what that means now. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Grounding is so important, especially with the open centers. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like, I can walk past somebody in a hallway and my mood will instantly change. And I'm like, oh, that's not my energy. Like, and I can shift it, you know? So if anyone out there ever feels like that, like they're just on a weirdly happy or weirdly, um, you know, angry all of a sudden, you know, check into what your human design type is or, you know, look at your aura. (laughs) Yeah. Because they're all, you know, there are five different types. So each type has a different strategy to put themselves out into the world. Plus they're seen externally different. So it's not only the energy that we put out, but it's actually what we are seen as as well. And then the way that you choose your direction or choose your, um, how to put yourself out there for each of the types is different in some variable way. So knowing your type first and foremost is one of the most important things, because as soon as you tune into your type and you knew you find out your strategy, you can start to align by just doing those small things first with awarenesses. And then, like you said, you dove into the rabbit hole. You can definitely do that. But the most important thing is type and strategy to start to align. Yeah, perfect. Do you want to dive into the five different types so that we know sure. what we're talking about here? Well, first yes. of all, I guess maybe we should say, where can people get their charts? Yes, yes. So I have um, a free chart that you can get on my website. So my website is Miranda-Mitchell.com. And there is a button that you click on, you enter in your birth date, your birth time and your birth place. If you don't know your time, it is pretty important. So you may want to ask a parent or a relative that can help you at least get around the time. And then from there, I run the chart manually. There's a lot of places you can get your charts, but um, I like to use the, the pro version to make sure it's accurate. Cause I have come across that some were not accurate. Mm. So I run the chart and then I would email it to you with a little bit of info about what that chart means for you and what the first step is into connecting with your strategy. Awesome. And that's a, a free offer. It is. That is a free oh, offer. That's amazing. Awesome. Yes. Um, that's great because you know, I've gone to God, I don't even know, like, three or four different places to get mine. Thank God I'm always a reflector, but it's funny because before we, you know, actually got on here a couple of days ago, you emailed me and you were like, uh, can you give me something? I don't remember what it was because I was coming up a little different and I'm like, Oh God, tell me. (laughs) I am going, okay, this reflector thing starting to make sense. And now it's possible that I'm not. No. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I love, and I'm glad that you brought that up because, um, that does happen. Like when people run their charts, sometimes they require the 24 hour clock and people in the regular clock. And Mm. there's a lot of different things that can be missed put in the chart. And then you may think that your chart is something when you're not. So it's always good to double check or have someone do it just in case. Yeah. And I like for a while, I thought that I was born at 3.15 in the afternoon and my chart came up completely different than my one, my actual birth time, which was 1.59 in the afternoon. Yeah. So like, I, just like maybe a month ago, I said to my mom, I'm like, 
do you know the actual time I was born? Um, and she was like, oh God, I don't know. Um, you know, I'm like, I'm almost 47. So she's like, I have no idea. Um, but she did go back and look at some image, like pictures that were taken when I was born. And it just happened that like my birth card, you know, that they give you in the hospital. Mm-hmm. She, <clears throat> she had a picture of that. So I was like, oh, yay, 159. And it changed my entire chart. I went yeah. from being a projector with splenic authority to a reflector. <laughs> yes. And that's in some days it does that. Like there's a lot of variability and some days there's not. So yeah. it is pretty important to know the exact time mm. or at least like 15 minutes, you know, because then you can play around with it too. Yeah. Yeah. I was just so shocked that it was like, you know, barely two hour difference or an, not, you know, barely, uh, it was like an hour and 15 minute difference. And I was like, whoa, that's a big difference. Yeah. It, it, well, reflector projector. Yes. One percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the other, um, you mentioned about the other five. So there's the reflector, mm-hmm. which you are, that's 1% um, of the society. Mm-hmm. Then there is the manifester, which is 9% of society, the projector, which is about 20%. And then the generators and the uh, manifesting generators combined make about 70%. They're about 33 to 34 each. So each type has their own unique strategy and each type has its, um, its way of being in this world, which is when you're thinking about business or even just relationships, it is a huge awareness because you kind of think, at least I did, I always thought, well, everyone's like me. Don't, doesn't everyone have energy to like be working all the time and being out like all the time? Yeah. But when you realize that they don't, <laughs> right? Um, it creates like, first of all, compassion um, for other people in their business and for people that you work with. Plus, you also realize that sometimes collaborating with different types is actually really good for mm. you, really good for a projector, because like a projector has to be, they have to have a lot of self-care. They have to have a lot of downtime. They have to be really um, rested to be able to open to receive invitations. So if they're not rested and they're out there initiating and trying to do the things and working, they're not going to receive any of the invitations because the universe is basically going to say, well, they're tired. They have no energy for invitations. They're running on empty. So for them, they are to really focus on self-care and wait to be invited into conversations, invited into networking, invited. They can even use inviting. I'm inviting you in, in social posts. Like inviting is a huge thing for projectors. Um, Manifesting generators and generator types are kind of like the worker bees. You know, I'm a manifesting generator. So we have lots of energy. Um, We're always working. We love to be working. When we're inspired, we're working. We probably never, ever retire. You know, we're (laughs) the ones that are always doing, always doing. But we're not supposed to be initiating. Mm. So the manifestor is the initiator. So we are the worker bees. But the inspirations that we receive, we're not supposed to just receive an inspiration and jump on it. We have to receive an inspiration, an idea, and then wait for something in the external world to show us that's the right step for you. 
Mm. So it's waiting to respond, which a lot of people have a really hard time with yeah. understanding what this means. <laughs> I was going to say, man, I would be bored as heck, I think. <laughs> Just yeah, waiting well, around for the invitation. Yeah, well, that's what you think, right? Like waiting around, waiting to respond. Like, what am I responding to? What am I getting invited into? Mm. So it's not that you're not doing anything. You're still preparing. You're still um, getting the inspiration, um, waiting for external signs to show you. And that could be someone reaching out to you with an email saying, hey, I'd be interested in having a call with you. Or, hey, would you be interested in having a collaboration? Or maybe someone says something on a social post. Or maybe you see a sign or get an intuitive hit. Because intuition Mm. with a defined spleen, you'll know what your intuition is like. So you'll be able to tune into that. So it's waiting to respond to the signs. So it's really learning about how to see the signs. Yeah. You know? And And trusting it. Yes. Not yeah. making it up in our head. Like, Oh, was that a sign? Yeah. <laughs> I just made this sign. There you go. It's it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, and that's easy to do, right? It is. Because it we're is. looking, we're looking, looking, looking for the signs. And then we're like, Ooh, is that one? Ooh, is that one? And you just gotta, yeah, you just gotta figure out and trust. Yes. Trust. So mm. definitely tuning into, um, some type of silence practice or slowing down practice or grounding practice, like you said, you know, Um, it's very important to not be in the constant momentum of building and doing because then you'll miss the signs. Yeah. You know, so it's important to have a grounding practice, whatever that may be. Some people it's taking a walk outside. Some people it's working out. Some people it's meditation. We all have our practice that really grounds us. Mm-hmm. And just taking that moment to say, okay, this is my inspiration for the day, or this is my inspiration for my life. Show me the signs for my direction. Yeah. And then let it go. Yeah. Not try to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Release the how. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I don't think I went into the manifestors. So the manifestors are the initiators. They're 9%. So they're really the ones that get the, big ideas, you know, Mm. they'll get the big ideas and then they need the people to do the work. So that's where the generators come in. They Mm. get the inspirations, the big ideas, the huge steps and potential, but then they need help with, uh, with us to be able to do the work for them, to do the, the nitty gritty work, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, we all have a part. And once you kind of connect with that, it's a beautiful process in being able to work with people. Yeah. So the generator, like if I'm reading all of this, right, the generators, what, what are you again? I am a manifesting generator. You're a manifesting generator. Okay. So the generators are the ones that do or think. So manifesting generators and generators are a lot of the, a lot the same. So they're like the busy bees. Yes. Okay. Um, and then, so those are, those would make really great, like team members. Yes. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like team members. And then the projectors are like, they actually are overseers, the orchestrators. So they orchestrate what to do. So they'd be like good OBMs. Yes. Mm. 
And then the manifestors are the ones that get the big ideas, you know, um, the big, beautiful experience ideas, get to envision and dream and create potentials. And then the projectors could then oversee and then the generators were due. And then the reflectors, you have this beautiful experience of wading through the 28 days of the moon cycle mm -hmm. to see if what is what you're asking is for you. So like we may have to wait to respond. Projectors have to wait to be invited. Manifestors can initiate. But for you having to wait that 28 days and watching the moon go through every single one of the gates mm. and see how it feels for you to make a huge decision. So that is your strategy. Mm. Yes. And that's not always easy either because yeah. with all these open centers, I get all kinds of stuff. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, that's the idea. And I sometimes will go for it. But now I, I don't. I try to be like, okay, here's, here's my ideas. And I'll write them down all through the month, right? Mm -hmm. New ideas that I have or things that I, you know, would like to do, or whether it's business or personal, it's like, do, 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 and I start writing them all down. And then the next month I'll go back and look at the list and be like, okay, what feels really good? What's exciting? What do I love? What do good, you know, what do I feel like is like, meh, you know, <laughs> So the meh ones obviously get crossed off the list. Um, and then the, the ones that I'm like, Ooh, that's exciting. That's exciting. This is good. But then if I, and then I break it down even further, do I have, um, you know, serious questions about this specific idea? Right. Um, and maybe those go on another list, but the ones that I'm like super excited about after the 28 days that I'm like, yes, this is awesome. Yes. This is what I want to do. Those are the, you know, it's usually one or two that those are the ones that I will run with during that, you know, the new moon cycle. And how do those usually feel to you? They usually how do they feel or how do they end up? <laughs> how do they feel? How do they end up? I guess. Yes. Yeah. So usually they end up um, pretty well because those were the ones that were like super exciting, even after the 28 days. Yeah. And that yeah. was the, that was the point I wanted to express. Yeah. So like when you wait your strategy and it still feels good and you're like, yes, this is it. Then what happens is you have stepped into alignment. You're on your true path. This is for you. So it creates ease. It creates inspiration and happiness in your life. Whereas if you're doing all of the things that you had put down, you'd be struggling because yeah. you'd be doing 50,000 things with no energy because you're trying to be everywhere every time. And then nothing would work. Right. So when you align with your strategy and you start trusting to right timing and trusting to what shows up for you that feels good still, it does create ease in your business. Yeah, exactly. And that's with any of the types, right? As long as they're following their strategy. Yes. Yeah. Any of the types, any of the types. And I'm not going to like say, as soon as you know your strategy, it's going to be easy peasy. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> we have I can attest to that. 
Yeah, because we have conditioning, right? Yeah. And the open centers, we're conditioned to believe certain things. We we're conditioned to feel like we're a certain type of person, when in reality, that is not who we are. So really working on the conditioning, looking at your centers, your open and definition in your centers, becoming aware of who you are energetically so that you can let go of those conditions. Then you start fully into the ease. Yeah. So let's talk about how, I mean, I know it's going to be different for every type, but I guess maybe a general overview of um, what this looks like to use human design in business may, a little bit deeper than just the strategy. Well, the strategy is the key. And okay. the reason, um, because like you said, there's that rabbit hole, you know, yeah. there are many, many layers to human design. So mm-hmm. The first and foremost is type and strategy and start working with that so that you align energetically, start trusting, start putting action where there feels good, non-action where it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. Then from there, you go into the conditioning, which I mentioned, which is the open and the defined centers. Mm -hmm. So what that means is if you have a chart and you have color in your chart, anywhere there is color, there is definition. And anywhere there is definition means there is consistency. So it's a theme in your chart. So whether it be a center or a gate, it means that you have these consistent themes in your chart and that you have some consistency in who you are here. Mm -hmm. Then there is the open centers, which is variability. So these centers are where you take in everyone else's energy. You get to experience them. You get to uh, live your life through them and then choose which one you want to be how you want to be expressing yourself in those charts. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you can go into the gates. So first and foremost for business, it's all about strategy and aligning first. Then from there, you would go into your centers and work on conditioning and where you want to uh, be aware of who you are consistently and not consistently. Um, Notice how you act or who you are being in certain and around certain types of people because we take in their energy and then from there you can go into the gates which there is like business gates um, if you're good at starting or good at finishing with integrity or if you're here to voice so there's different layers um, but starting with a strategy is first and foremost the mm-hmm. most powerful thing that you can start doing then you'd want to work with someone to go deeper, to really dive into your own gates and channels and all of that fun stuff. Yeah. So for me, as a reflector, I have all my, my centers are open, right? I have no color. So for anyone who's listening to this podcast, just know that's what a reflector is like. All my centers are open. Although I have gates that I don't know if you would call them, I don't think they're defined, but there's some that like go halfway down and just don't connect to another center. Right. So um, when you have two, they're called uh, hanging gates. Mm -hmm. So when there are two hanging gates that connect, it creates a channel, which Mm -hmm. will make a definition in the center. So that means you have all hanging gates because there's no definition in your centers. 
And you do have definition in your centers. So anywhere there's color, or I'm sorry, not centers, the gates. Mm. Uh, anywhere that there is color, there is a theme and there's definition there. So that means those gates that you have activated, there are certain imbalances, mastery, and um, I guess middle of the road. What is the word I'm thinking of? Expressions that you mm. can experience in those gates. So you do have some activation in your gates, which do create themes. Okay. That's good. (laughs) Here I am thinking like, I'm just like this. I'm just, you know, walking around going, I don't know who I am, but I'm going to show who you, who you are. (laughs) Well, and I'm looking at your chart right now and you actually have a lot of activation in your G center Mm -hmm. which is the uh, heart center. Mm. So this is the center of love direction. And you have a lot of the gates, like you have the self-love gate. You have, I mean, you have a lot, four, five gates activated in your G center, Mm. which is love and direction. And this is actually even where the magnetism of law of attraction lives. Mm. So working on self-love, working on direction, working on these gates listed in your G-Center would probably be the most beneficial thing for you to start doing first. Mm. Okay. So if you're a reflector, go look at where the most gates are activated in what center. And that's probably the best place to at least start looking at what those gates mean. Actually, if you're, um, if you're whatever gates are activated in your G center. Okay. So, all right. Which is in the center of the, um, the chart. If people have the chart, it's in the center of your chart and it can be colored in yellow or it would be outlined in yellow. And, and the gates are, you know, very closely aligned with your chakras. Yes. yes. Um, except for one, which is like right next to the heart or that heart center. So you mean the centers are aligned with the, the chakras? Oh yeah. Did I say it wrong? Sorry. The gates. That's okay. <laughs> the centers. Yeah. Yes. And that I'm glad that you brought that up, up because um, human design is a combination of modalities. So it is a combination of astrology, um, the, the chakras, the Kabbalah, um, quantum physics. It's, um, I said, I think I said all four of them, but the chakras actually did split in 1781. So what that means is those do represent the chakras, Mm. but the G center and the will center, that little triangle that you said is off to the side. Mm Mm-hmm. That is actually one of the ones that split off. That was the heart chakra. So Mm. those two make up love, direction, and ego. Okay. And then the two on the sides are spleen and emotional solar plexus. And that was the solar plexus. And that split into two as well. Mm. So one side is intuition and instinct. And the other side is emotions and feelings and creativity. Mm. So that all of those are actually the seven chakras that split in 1781 to the nine. Now, why did they split? Do we know? Evolution. Evolution. (laughs) 
human evolution yes. is just moving more forward toward awakening. Yes. And yes. actually we're in a, we're in another split, not of the chakras, but um, actually in 2027, mm-hmm. uh, for the last hundred years, we've been actually moving towards um, more deliberate living mm-hmm. or sustainable living, um, creating um, businesses from the heart and taking mm-hmm. care of people rather than just materialism. Yeah. So 2027 is supposed to be the, the total split of that. And we're supposed to be living more deliberately out of our emotional solar plexus mm. rather than out of instinct. Interesting. And it's very interesting. And I, you're the same age as I am. So mm. um, I notice, like the younger generations are so much more in tune with the environment Mm. so much more in tune with uh creating sustainable living um solar you know they're just so much more and they're uh, they're just saying more about it than we at least me you know at least more than i ever did so just looking at the younger generations and seeing their movement towards that it's like I see it happening. You see it happening. Yes. Yeah. I I was just thinking that when you were talking about it, I was like, and you, you know, you can see like that, all the heart centered businesses that are opening right now, like all of the entrepreneurs that are just pouring in right now that are like, and so much spirituality, so much um, energetic and light workers and all of those things are just, uh, so abundant right now. And it's like, Whoa, what's happening? Like this was 20, 25 years ago. It was like, uh, I mean, a huge stigma, even like worse than it is now. Like, what do you mean energy work or light workers or spirituality? It was like, that was like way too woo for anybody. Right. Yes. And then there were still people doing it, you know, leading the way, trying to, to help us all see that this is the way. (laughs) And while there is still some stigma around it, because not all humans are at that level yet where they're ready to believe in, in certain things, but there are so many more. And I am finding that they are more uh, our age. Mm-hmm. right now in that in our type of like within the 10 years of our generation it's like between 30 and 50 it seems is like the boom right now for um energy light workers heart more heart-centered businesses leading with their soul like understanding who we truly are um to be living right now in this time yeah, and working from a place of and building, creating from a place of love rather than just materialism and money and wealth that they can keep for themselves. Exactly. Actually helping so that the planet is more sustainable and yes. we love each other more and we care about each other more. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we went through uh, type definition, right? Type mm-hmm. strategy. Um, we went through all the centers and an understanding of what the gates are, not each one, but <laughs> yeah, that would, yeah. <laughs> because that's a rabbit hole. <laughs> that's a rabbit hole I've gone down. <laughs> um, 
now what do you think well what is the next because uh, there are numbers on the sides of mm-hmm. your chart one's black one's red at least on my chart one's mm-hmm. black one's red um and i know that one of them is like subconscious like conditioning and mm-hmm. and the other one is like personality you can or something to that effect can you explain that a little more yes you're getting deep yeah. okay. <laughs> told you I've gone down the rabbit hole. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So when you receive a chart, you'll see numbers on the left-hand side and the right-hand side of the body graph. One is red and one is black. Uh, or One side is red and one side is black. The black side represents the conscious. So all of these are the gates in black that are conscious. They were, were imprinted at the time of birth. Mm-hmm. So this is when you were born into the world, these gates and in these planets were there present during that time and place that you were born. Mm. The red is the unconscious. So that means that these were imprinted 88 days before you were born. Mm. Okay. So that's when these were imprinted. These are unconscious um, traits and themes that sometimes we're unaware of, but others see them. Mm. And Another way, as far as personal growth perspective, uh, the conscious is usually what we feel we are, you know, we're conscious of them. Mm -hmm. And then the unconscious is once we've done a little bit of the work on the conscious, then the unconscious emerges with age. So I never believed when I was younger about wisdom, but I am totally believing about it now. (laughs) Well, because I'm there, right? Right. Yes. (laughs) So the unconscious emerges after you've done some of your self-practicing, self-study, your integration, your healing, your awarenesses, and then some of that unconscious comes out first and foremost. So that's the difference between the red and black. Mm -hmm. Also, um, what the red and black actually does represent, the lines down the side, is it is the placement or the gate that is activated in that planet. So the top one in both the black and the red is the uh, sun. Mm -hmm. So that's the gate that is activated in your sun. And your sun is what you're here to put out into the world. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's where you can kind of see, okay, so I'm going to look into this gate. Um, This is what I'm here to put out into the world, both in my conscious and unconscious. So I may not see my unconscious, but others may see it. Mm. Then underneath that is earth. The next one. So earth is what you're here, what really grounds you. So what grounds you into being able to live into that potential to bring that out into the world. So this is where you look at those gates to see what gates are activated and what it means and what you need to feel grounded. Some people might need, like, I was like totally, I I couldn't believe this when I read mine, Mm. but it said that I needed to have self-mourning practices in um, being able to slow down, to stay grounded so that I can be, step into my full potential for my life purpose. Mm. I was like, what? I've been practicing this for five years. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) I do that. I do that. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I'm on the right track. (laughs) Right. I know. That's so exciting. When you find something like that, you're like, yes. I've been doing that forever. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. And that's another thing with these is it really does like, it does ground you into like, oh my gosh, I have been doing the work. 
you know, mm. like, thank you. Like some of this stuff is for, mm. it's for a reason. Yeah. And, and it brings a lot of gratitude when you realize that, you know, it's for, for a lot of reasons. One, if you've already been doing it, you're like, Oh, thank goodness. I haven't been doing that for nothing. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and it also is, you know, helps you be very um, grateful for what now you can step into because you know, it's going to be helpful for you going forward. Yes. Yes, yeah. definitely. So then if there's a gate that is in the unbalanced, because every gate can have an unbalance in the mastery, you can recognize, okay, I'm unbalanced here. So yeah. how can I step into a little bit connection with my balance so that I can kind of create more of the life that I really want to be living? Mm. <clears throat> so it gives you almost um, a step-by-step process that you can actually start integrating and doing little by little rather than just having all of it have to be done at one time. Yeah. And then if you go down a little bit further, the last one I'll be going over is the moon. Mm -hmm. So the moon is like the one, two, three, four, five down. Mm -hmm. And the moon is really your why. So it's like um, noticing, okay, you're here to be a voice for people in service of connecting with um, connecting with herself through the moon. You know, I'm just throwing something out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would make sense. But <laughs> and then it like, it shows you why you do what you do. This is your why. And as a coach, you know, we're always like, what's your why? What's your yes. why? Yeah. So that really connects you with your why. And then it goes even further into like the North and South node, the North node is who you step into after 40. The South node is who you were when you were younger. So the Mars and communication. So there's so much that yeah. you can look at your planetary planets and then look at the gate in that planet to notice, okay, my communication is through this way. So in my business, that's how I'm going to communicate. Yeah. Awesome. So do you, do you want to do like a little quick, like five minute reading on my chart so people understand? And I'll post the, uh, a link to my chart on in the show notes so that people can see what the heck it looks like if you want to see it. Because it is definitely, it, it's pretty much open with a bunch of hanging gates is really what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I've got no color in my chart, really. Um, just so that people can, you know, understand, like hear what you're saying and go, oh, okay, this is what this is where she's reading this from. And I mean, it doesn't have to go into a lot of detail, Miranda, because I know we could probably sit here for an hour and you could tell me all kinds of things, but. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the readings that I, the first initial reading is learning your centers type going into your open centers. Mm -hmm. So like with your centers, you know, everything's open as far as your centers. Yeah. So with an open head or open Ajna, you bring in other people's inspirations and ideas, which is great because you can feel a lot of variability there. Mm -hmm. However, grounding into what is your idea and what is for you can be difficult mm -hmm. rather than taking in other people's ideas, right? Yeah. Then with the Ajna being open, it is about, um, and I'm just going into like the little reading now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it is about your beliefs. Okay, so people with defined Ajnas have a very 
they can almost be stubborn. They believe a certain thing. Um, they're really stuck in their beliefs. They're not open to a lot of different perspectives. It's not saying that they can't. They definitely can. But people with open ajnas, they take in all perspectives, all ideas, and then get to choose, like, how do I want to be feeling in my beliefs, mm. you know? And they can believe in many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, then you'd move down to the throat. And with an open throat, so what we're trying to do as a energetic person or energetic entity is try to get as much energy to the throat as we can. And the reason that is, is because we want to express and put out and manifest out into the world, right? That's Mm -hmm. what we're here to do is to manifest and put out into the world through connection, through narrative, through voice. So when you have an open throat, a lot of things that could happen is you may not feel heard or seen or you may struggle to be heard or seen. There's, um, there was an example that I heard of and how a woman was waiting to, I don't know, get a copy or something at like office snacks or whatever. And she had an open throat and she was saying, excuse me, excuse me. And like the guy paid no attention to her. He didn't even hear her. And then a person would come up with a defined throat and say, excuse me, could you do this for me, please? And he would turn right around. So a lot of times with an open throat, you have a struggle with being heard because you have to be recognized. Mm. So if he looked at you and then you said, could you do this? He'd recognize you. But if he wasn't looking at you, he doesn't get that recognition. Does Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Then with the G center, which is further down, um, the G center is all about identity love and direction. So um, the G center, I love to work on first and foremost, because it's so powerful. This is where the law of attraction lives. This is where the magnetism lives. This is where all of that stuff that we all carry lives, whether it be self doubt, lack of loving ourselves, lack of loving our body, um, lack of organization. This is where love direction lives. Mm-hmm. So if we have those doubts about ourselves, we don't love something about ourselves that in tune creates our, um, our low vibration. Mm-hmm. So then we attract that low vibration. So the first thing to work on really is connecting with those gates and saying, how can I love myself more? Mm. How can I create a organization so that I love myself more and don't get down on myself when I don't follow through on things? Mm. you know so then that way you start to love yourself more you start to attract more um also just uh one last side note with this is as this is open for you you may have noticed and you may not have but as you were growing up you may have morphed yourself into different relationships into different groups i mean you're a reflector so you do that anyway yeah (laughs) reflection but this is also a place where you kind of lose track of your identity because you take in other people's identity and think it's you. And then you can Mm. get really down on yourself for not knowing who you are. Yeah. I had a very eclectic uh, group of friends growing up. Like they were not from one specific group. I kind of, you know, was friends with everybody like you know they you have your cliques Mm -hmm. in like high school even elementary school or whatever I was just I didn't care who (laughs) 
who was in what click. I was like, if I like you, I like you. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that is, that's a great thing too, because you were probably like trying to get as much different people energy as possible to kind mm. of feel out what felt good and what didn't, mm. you know? Yeah. That makes sense. And then like the will center, um, only seven eighths, I'm sorry, one eighth of the population has a defined will. Mm-hmm. So for those people that get upset with themselves that they don't follow through on their workouts, they can't follow through on like their resolutions, this may have something to do with it. The will actually is, it has an on and off, it fluctuates. So sometimes you're going to have will and sometimes you won't. And knowing if you have an open will really gives you compassion for loving yourself which will then create a higher vibration because of the magnet monopole in the G center. Mm. So accepting and knowing if you have will or not. Um, The people with defined will actually have a tendency to um, get burnt out because even if they don't want to do it, they have the willpower and they can push push through anything. But just because you can, doesn't mean you should. Mm. So that's, Yeah. And then we'll move down to the sacral, which is um, the second to the bottom. It's a square. So this is where work and life force energy lives. This is what makes a generator and a manifesting generator. So they will have this defined. And what that means is they will have consistent work life force energy when they are inspired. They can go forever as long as they are happy in their work. They can definitely get burned out. If they are doing work that does not satisfy them or they're just doing work to like make ends meet, they can get burnt out here because this is the most powerful, they call, we call them motors because this energy is very powerful when you get it up to the throat. So this is the most powerful motor in the body graph. And if you're not aligned with your work, then you can burn yourself out. Mm. And then if you go to the right of that, on the right side, there is the emotional solar plexus, which I mentioned before, and how we're moving from the left side, which is the spleen, the left triangle to the right triangle. Mm-hmm. The, right, the right side is the emotional solar plexus. This is where we have creativity. This is where we have um, dance, movement, emotions. Um, this is where you actually can be feel empathetic because this is where you take in other people's emotions if you're open and you amplify them so mm-hmm. you mentioned something about always feeling a certain way when you're around your your ex-husband yeah you could be taking on his emotions amplifying it so then you were experiencing even more than he was because in every open area we actually amplify the experience yeah and i've definitely learned how to navigate that because I have to like I don't have a choice because it's just it can be a lot when you're feeling all everyone else's you know emotions it's you know very empath I'm very empathetic that way and quick story I was doing um, a spiritual training this weekend and when we finished the woman that was standing next to me like I couldn't help but be so excited and just start laughing because her and she was so excited and um and was just like giddy over the fact like she's like oh my gosh we finished like i'm so excited blah blah blah. and i was just like 
my whole body was like vibrating with her energy. And I'm like, whoa, that's <laughs> craziness. <laughs> I was like, I love that you're so excited, but can we calm down just for a minute? <laughs> you're affecting me. <laughs> yeah. So you can definitely amplify the emotions there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, for the ones that are defined there, usually there's consistency and like create in the way that they receive creative sparks and they're pretty, uh, they're kind of like can really control the emotions or they're aware of their emotions anyway, you know, Mm -hmm. whereas if there's open, there's a lot of variability because like you said, you're taking other people's. Yeah. And then with the spleen on the other side, that is all instinct and intuition. So you do have the gate 50 activated in the the conscious and unconscious so you'll see that it's red and black Mm -hmm. and the gate 50 is all about um responsibility Mm -hmm. and nurturing so you love to nurture um i don't know if it's animals or if it's people but there's definitely nurturing there in the unconscious and the conscious Mm -hmm. and then in the 18 that is perfectionism in that 18, in the unconscious and conscious as well. Mm. So you may notice um, there's a certain way that you nurture people that feel good to you because there's consistency there. And there's a certain, uh, they like to call them the double 18s when they come up like that, because it Mm -hmm. has to do with having things look a certain way or having perfectionism. And just like anything, there is a high and low frequency in each one of the gates. Mm. So in the also, the spleen is where um, all fears live. So like the fear of the 18 is not being good enough, not being worthy. Um, and the 50 is not being able to take care and um, be there for others, you know. Mm. And then at the bottom is the root. And we all know that's all about right timing. It's about um, staying grounded. So it's also a pressure center. So I know since you're all open, um, the root and the head center are both pressure centers. So what that means is since it's open, you have a lot of pressure to figure things out in your head. And uh, you're always asking yourself questions on how to figure things out. And then the root, (laughs) I always love it when people laugh because that means like, it's yes. (laughs) Yeah. And then the root is like the to-do list. I have to get everything done before I can relax. I have to get this done before I can relax. So I uh, usually have a lot of things on the to-do list before they can let themselves have freedom. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I, I used to do that, but doing, you know, so much inner work and having to put up boundaries because you have to, I have, especially me, <laughs> I have to put up boundaries. Um that I am, you know, okay now with leaving something undone and being like, it's me time now, like draw the line in the sand. Mm-hmm. And that's the beautiful thing about doing some work. I mean, there are many people that are doing work on themselves. And when they come in and they see this chart, they're like, oh yes, thank you. It means I'm, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is like, I'm going there. And then there's some people that haven't had the chance to start doing, or they're just becoming aware of wanting Mm. to start doing. So they may feel overwhelmed with like how much information that they get. And they may feel like I'm not doing any of this. This doesn't even resonate to me because I'm not there. So it's all about awareness and where you are at 
you know, because we're all on our own path and we're all at different places in our lives. So what this does is it helps ground you into, okay, what energy is yours? What energy is not mine? And how can I improve my life so that I'm happier by knowing this? So what are some things that I can do to ground myself, which you do a lot? Mm -hmm. What are some things that I can remind myself about like love and direction or I have an open will. So be compassionate with myself when I don't feel like doing anything, Mm -hmm. you know? So it really helps create that love for yourself, that ease for yourself. And then when you do have that burst of energy, it helps you with the confidence in knowing who you are so that you can put yourself out there. Mm. Yeah, I think it's really great too. So if people get their chart and then get a reading and then don't like, don't resonate with any of it, like you said, then, you know, definitely take a look at it and think about, you know, like just kind of wait and see, I guess, but look for where these things could be true in your life that you just have never really even noticed before. Yes. And notice that, you know, one step, little small step forward Mm. is more than none. So even if it's just, you know what, I think I need to start doing three minutes of meditation in the morning to slow down before I jump into my day. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then from there with consistency, they'll be able to move into another level of awareness. It all is just what is just starting. The awareness is just to start. And that's why I only say just start with type and strategy first. Because once you know your type and you know your strategy and you start becoming aware of that, then you'll start to want to integrate and learn others as well. But if you bombard yourself with everything, it's like you're not going to have time, first of all, to integrate and practice because you're going to be like, well, what does this mean? And what does that mean? I don't get this. And I don't, you know, so just start with one little thing at a time. And then from there, go on that journey. Everything is a journey. And I know everyone says that. It's cliche, but it really is. But it's it's true. (laughs) It's totally true. And that's like, that's the best part about it is the journey. I think, you know, it's not reaching the destination. A lot of the times it's who like looking back and saying, whoa, like I'm not the same person, the same mindset, the same, sometimes even personality, right. That I was a year ago or six months ago, like, look how far I've come because you're, you're always, yeah, we're working towards being, you know, better, being more, being ourselves in the world. And normally, especially when we start a business, we get just hit in the face with self-development. Like there is no choice, right? <laughs> there isn't a choice. It's like, oh, you want to start a business? Bang, go work, go work on yourself, right? <laughs> yes, yes. And having the awareness of like the energies so that you don't morph yourself into like what we think we need to yes. create yes. for a business. You know, like, oh, I have to post five times a week and I have mm. to get out there and I have to be seen and, Okay, but if you are uh, a projector and you're trying to be seen and you're putting yourself out there, first of all, the word says it right there, project. So Mm. when you project, you're pushing people away, right? Mm. So how can you invite people to recognize you? How can you invite people to ask questions? 
How can you invite people to have a conversation with you rather than putting yourself out there? Yeah. Rather than like just throwing a bunch of information out there or how to's or, um, you know, come look at me, come look at me. It's more inviting them in to be like, Hey, you know, how can I help you today? Or Mm -hmm. what is, you know, uh, telling them, you know, about your Facebook group and inviting them in or, you know, it's, it's not so much the push, it's the pull. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And trusting that you are enough. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you know, uh, professional, and I've been quoting this all the time, but it really is my favorite thing. Professional <laughs> growth is business or I'm sorry. Personal growth is business growth. Yeah. So, um, anytime I feel like there's resistance in my business, I look, okay, what am I not doing for myself that I need to be doing? Yes. That's, that's a great, great thing to, you know, think about right there. Yeah. If there's resistance, what am I, what, what are you not doing? Is that what you're saying? Or what could I be doing? It could be both like, okay. Mm. So what you could sit back, I sit back and I reflect, I kind of reflect on things. Mm -hmm. Um, what is it that I'm not doing in my life that I was doing previously? Mm. Or what is it that I'm not feeling good at right now? Like, where am I feeling like I'm stuck? Because Mm. usually it's something that's going on in my personal life, or my thoughts, my self doubt, or something's coming up for me that I am putting into my business energetically. Yeah. So anytime I'm feeling resistance, I take a step back from my business and I look at myself, like what's going on with me so that I can work on that because then it just automatically gets moved into my business. Yeah. It just flows right in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, I think one of the biggest things that, you know, even especially newer entrepreneurs can do for themselves is to know that that's what it's one of the hardest things is to know that you have to look inside first. Like it's not your external circumstances. It's not because this person did that or that person did this. I'm not saying it's never those things, but if you look at those things and you're like, okay, well maybe that's really not true. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Then you need to, you know, be able to look inside yourself and, and say, okay, there's something I need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and not many people like to do that. It's, that's difficult, especially for people that are, even people that are entrepreneurs for years, sometimes still have that struggle. Like, I don't want this to be me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause it's work, you know, it's, it's work that you don't want to face. I like to call it the messy work, you know, where you get really messy, and you kind of don't know where, who you are for a moment and you're dealing with stuff. But um, my yoga, I, I definitely, I know I, I can be stubborn and I can make myself not do the extra work. So I always make sure that I have someone that will make me do it. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, um, if I didn't, then I wouldn't be where I am today. So, yeah, that's amazing. Miranda, thank you so much for coming and telling us all of this information and, you know, helping us just figure out what this chart means and what it can do for us and how it can help us because 
It really is. I mean, the, all the stuff that I've dug into on my own and what you've just, you know, said makes so much more sense about me and understanding who I am. I mean, that's really what we all want. That's what we should all want is to understand ourselves in the world and how we perceive it and how, um, how it can, this can help us to just make it flow better and make it easier. Like we all want it to be easy, right? <laughs> we yeah. all want it to be easy. And this is a tool to help you, um, you know, understand how to make it easier on yourself. Yeah. And be fully aligned with who you are rather than really what everyone else is telling you you should be. Um, mm. I, I just want to throw this out there. Cause I was looking yeah. at your chart as you were talking, yeah. you have uh, the 10, three times. Just, you have the 10, three times in your chart. You have it in the unconscious on uh, the sun, the unconscious in the North node and the unconscious in the moon and the 10 is self-love. So does that mean I, I love myself or I need to learn how to love myself? <laughs> it, well, it depends on where you're at as far as your personal growth journey. You yeah. Know, the 10 is a powerful theme in your chart. Mm. Loving yourself, accepting yourself. Mm. Um, I mean, that's really what you're here. The North Node, it says you're here to really dive into learning about yourself so that you can love yourself and bring it out into the world so that you can mm. help others stand into that love as well. And that's also your why. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. That is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, wow, she has like three tens right there. <laughs> I know you almost sound like, oh my gosh, I've never seen that before. <laughs> well, I haven't seen the three tens right there. It's like, that is a huge theme and powerful because it's right. It's, it's in your moon, your North node and your sun. Mm. And, and you know, it's funny because that really is my why, right? Like I know that that is my why I want people to know that they can be, do have anything. Mm-hmm. Meaning that underneath that, now that you say that, meaning that, you know, for me to help them to, sh- to love themselves is how they can be, do have anything. Right. Right. Yeah. Awesome. I just got yeah. chills. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. You are welcome. So let everyone know where they can find you, Miranda. Yeah. So like I mentioned before, go on my website, mm. Miranda-Mitchell.com. Fill out, uh, click on that button, fill out the chart for the information on the chart. Now I'll send you an email with the chart and a mini reading just on your type and how to implement your strategy. If you do want to go into deeper, there's foundational readings and so forth that you can dive in deeper, but at least you'll be able to connect with what your chart looks like and um, what type and strategy you are. So that's about it. Amazing. Awesome. So as always, everyone, if uh, you know, I don't even, I'm, I'm done with saying if, okay. Because I know you got something out of this episode. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to screenshot this episode, put it on your Instagram stories, tag Miranda and I in it. Let us know what your aha moments were, what you loved about the episode. Uh, Questions. We love questions. Miranda, what's your Instagram? Miranda J. Mitchell. Perfect. So find us there. 
If you're not following us, follow us now. Tag us in your stories with that screenshot and we'll repost and answer any questions that you have. We love to hear what, you know, what you got out of these episodes. We love, love to know that you're hearing us out there in the world. Yes. And <laughs> any aha is an aha. So whatever you got is perfect for where you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, everyone. We'll see you in the next episode. Have you ever wondered why some days you're so energized that whipping through actions in your business is a breeze and others you feel like you just want to go back to bed, pull the covers over your head and totally retreat from the world? Or maybe there are weeks where everything feels easier and the abundance is flowing while others feel like you're smashing your head on a brick wall and resistance seems to rule, leading to a shit ton of trash talk going on in your head. If you're anything like me and most entrepreneurs, you've tried to push through and keep hustling even when your mind, body, and soul are crying out for rest. Because that's what we've been taught we need to do to be successful. Go, 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 24-7. What if I told you that it doesn't have to be that way? Imagine just for a moment that you could create an abundant, profitable business without living on the edge of exhaustion and burnout. What if you could actually enjoy your business in a state of joy, ease, and flow? What if you could find that healthy balance of business, life, and self without the guilt of not being on all the time? Well, you can. By understanding your own unique energy, clearing out the old stories that play on a loop in your head, and replacing them with upgraded, next-level, empowered versions that are aligned with your vision, kick-ass strategies, and awesome business coaching to move your business forward, you don't always have to be on in order to be successful and get big things done. In fact, it's not natural or healthy and could even be a barrier to the ultimate success of your business. Knowing when to floor the gas pedal and when to hit the brake, you'll no longer need to push or force your way forward. Instead, you can switch into receiving mode, find your flow, and be the limitless, abundant being you were created to be. I'd like to introduce you to the Elevated Entrepreneur Membership. In this vibration-raising community, I am bringing you the first business-building, spirituality-driven membership that shows you how to apply the principles of energy, spirituality, mindset, and strategy to grow your business from the inside out for lasting success. Check out the link in the show notes or visit my website, theelevatedentrepreneur.net, for more info.